Touchdown Tampa Bay. You're listening to the PewterCast. Welcome to the PewterCast. I am Brent Allen, your host, joined as always by my good friend, Ren, boy, am I glad to see you daxed. Ren, welcome to Friday night. Welcome to Buck in the News. And like I said, I'm really glad to see you, my friend. Spending a week on the road with the family, starting to uh, <laughs> grate the nerves. It's, it's uh, you know, I would I would be okay if... Uh, in hotel rooms or yeah. not... <laughs> Yeah, Not I'd be I'd be okay if my kids they are in the movies. Yeah, I'd be pretty much be okay if my kids just didn't look at each other for the rest of this trip. Uh, so uh, for anyone out there, I am actually not in my normal location for anyone who is watching the video of this live, which, by the way, you can lo- watch this live stream as we record it on YouTube on Friday nights somewhere in the 7 to 10, 11 o'clock range, depending on <laughs> when I can get the kids in bed, honestly. But uh, and Rin's... We are the cable we are the cable guys of Friday Night Podcast. <laughs> there you go. I like it. The cable guys of Friday. Yeah, that's good. I like that. But uh, I'm on the road this week, and so I have this lovely curtain that is, uh, I don't even know what you call this. Is that Buccaneers? Is that Buccaneers themed? Uh, no, but this, is, this looks, looks about like, like the carpet like in one buck place. The- it could be a, the Day of the Dead Buccaneer themed yeah. tapestry. It, yeah, it is this weird. Um, I, I can, you guys just need to go to the video and check it out. It is it is just something else. But like I said, Ren, I'm I'm I am glad for at least the next hour to be able to sit down, hang out with you, talk some Buccaneers football, and uh, you, you know we talk about sports being that escape, right? And mm-hmm. this is truly it for me this particular week. So uh, really, really glad to be here. I uh, want to take a moment and say Are hello. you watch the game? I don't know. You, you keep telling me that you can do it through the app. And I'm pretty sure that I can set up a VPN to be local in Tampa. And so I may mm-hmm. be able to watch it. It just depends if right. I can do it, like if I can convince my wife to drive while I'm watching the game or, or depending on how that works. Because we will be driving all day Sunday. And uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll find that out and see exactly how that right. works. But as some of you may be keen out there, going, well, what what does that mean for the Pewtercast Live, the post game call in show? Never fear. As am I, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Never fear. There is a plan, and if it all goes to according to plan, the only thing you won't miss is me, uh, or the only thing you're going to miss is me in that particular show. You so. had it right the first time. Oh. The only thing you won't miss is me. Yeah, you guys will love me, (laughs) miss everybody else. Anyway, um, I want to do want to say hello, though, to everybody who is joining us live at YouTube.com, everyone who's joining us live on Facebook, everyone who's joining us live on Periscope, on Twitter, or even at our website, thepewtercast.live. Hello to all of you guys. And to everybody who's listening to the podcast feed later, hi to the thousands of you there as well. Uh, this is our Buck in the News show. This is the show where we kind of basically wait till all the storylines for the week have wrapped up. Rather than talking about mm-hmm. something before the story is done, we wait to this point, and we're going to talk about all the headlines. Maybe not all. We're just talking about the ones that stood out to us. The headlines that jumped out to us, we'll, we'll talk about the roster moves the team has made. We'll talk about the injury mm-hmm. report as it relates to the game coming up here against the Chargers. We'll talk about what we're looking for coming up in this game. We'll talk about predictive MPPs. All that kind of stuff. So it should be a great show on tap. And uh, listen, you guys want to talk over in the chat room? 
You guys keep doing that. There's no phone calls for these shows. But Ren, we are not here by mm-hmm. ourselves. No, we, per tradition. Per tradition, per new tradition, um, we are bringing in some of our friends in the Bucks fringe media world. The guy we have this week is, uh, I guess we should say retired, retired. is the word he uses. <laughs> but uh, he was he was one of the first real real guys to hit YouTube super hard. And uh, you guys may know him out there. He goes by the handle, the play reaction. Corey is joining us here to talk Buccaneers football. Corey, welcome back live from your closet. So glad to have you back on the show, my friend. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back on. I am happy to be here. Ren, by the way, I'm wearing uh, another man's name on my back in honor of you. Who is it? Uh, oh, Mike uh, Evans. Mike I Evans. See. Yeah, and also in honor of Brent. Here, I have to stand up because I'm at the floor of my closet. I have my Uh-oh. Deathly Hallows shirt underneath I like it. for Brent. So I like it. I like this it. This is just for you guys. Fandom's crossing over. The only thing I need you to have now is like a Star Trek hat, and you're good to go, man. Yeah, that one, I don't get the trifecta there. It's okay. Uh, not really it's okay. a Trekkie. I, I enjoy it, just not a not a Trekkie. So. Uh, yeah, I, I, I understand. I understand. And there is a podcast yeah. for people like yourself. Anyway, not what we're here to do today. <laughs> uh, I uh, I have I have a question. Um, you know, I saw Corey before we went live, and then you know we drop him out, and then we bring him in and introduce him. Hello. What you and mean, Corey just like, doesn't kind of pop weird. in magically as this whole thing goes live? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I I see his background, and I'm like, okay, that's a, that's you know, okay, whatever. You know, he doesn't podcast or YouTube anymore. You know. <laughs> I would give it a D plus. Yeah. And then he says, and then he says, I'm sitting, well, you're sitting on the floor of your closet. Can you please explain what's going on here? <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm hiding from my family. Um, oh, are you on the road too? Yeah. 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 Um, no. And so, yeah, instead of hanging a bedspread behind me, I hung a Bucks flag, which was given to me by you, Ren. Um, I uh, no, I so the closet is really the only place I can do this from because we have an office, but that's where we crate the dog. And I have an eight week old daughter who is in another part of the house that is adjacent to the other room I could use, and I would be too loud for her. So I am tucked away in my closet, and the only person I'm annoying is my wife. All right. Well, hi. Hi, Corey's wife. (laughs) She's not in the closet, but she is just right outside the door. Probably her ear pressed against the door. There you go. All right. I assume. I don't know. Well, thank you for going through great lengths of uh, for doing this for us. Yes. Mm -hmm. Anything for you guys for your your over one thousand subscribers on YouTube. Come on. Hey, hey, we're 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 at uh, we're at eleven hundred right now. So. Everybody keep going out nice. there. Keep subscribing. Keep it going. It's been it's been fun over this last week watching that those numbers grow. We we had uh we had three videos. We've had three videos here in the last couple of weeks that have all tipped over that one thousand getting into one of them got over two thousand views, which like I know is not a ton, but in the YouTube world it is. And there's there's this weird momentum that ever since we hit that magic number has just really uh, continue to roll and skyrocket. So it's it's been real fun. So, yeah. but thank you, thank you, and Corey. It's not a lot, but when we were getting like fifty nine views like a year ago, yeah, and not caring about YouTube at all, it's it's nice to see it ramp up so much. Yeah. Uh, two things before we you know sort of get started here. One, 
Corey, uh, you know, I, thank you for your sacrifices, what you're doing. Uh, so I know like he's either in his panic room or he's on a podcast. If I ever see like this again yep. and Daniel Barber, uh, in the chat says, I never got a flag. Well, guess what, Daniel, I still have <laughs> like five or six left. Oh, nice. So if you want to DM me on Twitter, your address, and if you live in the continental United States, uh, or someone that doesn't that doesn't cost twelve dollars to send it to you, uh, I got a flag for you, Daniel. There you go. And you guys, stay tuned to the end of the show to find out how to slide in to Ren's DMs <laughs> and let him know all of those things. Well, guys, with that, why don't we go ahead and begin to talk about this week? We always start with the roster moves. Um, pretty easy, easy going this week on Saturday, after we recorded our last buck of the news, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers elevated Ken John Barner from the practice squad to be that sort of extra guy. And they turned around as soon as the game was over and put him right back on the practice squad. Didn't have to clear through waivers. So he did that. Um, however, yesterday or last week, I think it was last week. Maybe it was two weeks ago. The Buccaneers signed uh, tight end Daniel Helm to their practice squad. Well, mm-hmm. he got plucked off the practice squad to go over to San Francisco for their mm-hmm. active roster. So that left them with an open spot. And today the Buccaneers signed wide receiver Isaac Whitney to fill that role on the practice squad. I don't know anything about this guy. Do you guys know anything about him? Is this a guy that we should keep tabs on at all? Or what do you guys Yeah, know? He, um, he invented the cotton gin, right? Is that yeah, yep, and peanut butter. Okay. Well, think. according to to my trip that I'm on right now, that was actually Eli Whitney. Oh, right. Yes. Oh, gotcha. yes. And Jefferson Carver, not Isaac. Right. George Washington Carver. <laughs> George Washington Carver. There you go. The second president of the United States. No. Uh, sure. Who is now our safety? President of the United States. <laughs> second president of the United States plays safety for us. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, actually, um, this gone south so fast. Uh, the guy from Duke, uh, you know, the tight end that moved on, um, good for him. You know, it was, it was probably a big thrill for him to get on the practice squad make a little money, you know, be around the NFL team, but he's not getting on the field in this tight end room. You know, uh, you got Gronk, you got Howard, you got, uh, Anthony O'Claire who's on the IR and that's how he got on the practice squad in the first place. Cause they moved mm-hmm. Tanner Hudson up and right. then he, you know, you got Cameron Bray. He was never going to see the field ever, 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 ever. So, you know, as much as we would be upset if someone like Josh Rosen left, mm-hmm. you know, his this guy, you know, this tight end for Duke had no future here whatsoever, sure. at least this year and probably next year and probably the year after that. Mm-hmm. So good for him. And the uh, wide receiver resigns another track guy. He's a Cyril Grayson. He's he's speed, 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 speed. So, you know, it looks pretty obvious that the Bucks don't want to spend – you know, a, a a day one or probably even day two pick at this point on a, on a wide receiver. But when they do, put it this way, when they take flyers on wide receiver, you got to run a 4-3 or you're not going to be, you're not, they're not going to look at you. Right. And catch balls in the face, footballs in the yes. face. Yeah. Yeah, he just overran it. Like, how do you overrun that? Like, he just overran it. It was like, hit him well, the, right. Did, like, you, right. did you hear the, the wind caught it, guys? The, the wind caught it mm-hmm. is what right, it, was. Right. it was. It was real windy that day. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, it, you make a good point. I don't know that I've ever actually thought about it, but I always seem surprised when the Buccaneers draft a new wide receiver. But you think about what we have right now. We've got Mike Evans for a couple more years. We got Chris mm-hmm. Godwin, who we're getting ready to re-sign. I don't, I don't think there is any way they're going to let him walk out of the building. Um, they just Justin drafted, Watson's got 
a year left. Right. Scotty Miller's got three or two years left. Right. And we and, just got Tyler Johnson, who that looks a little iffy right now. But, hey, it's his rookie season. And he didn't really have a training camp at all uh, or, or a preseason at all to, to do anything. So we'll cut him some slack this year. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's a loaded wide receiver room from guys we have drafted. <laughs> and that yeah. we like, generally speaking, as, as a uh, as a team. Uh, so with that being said, uh, the Buccaneers just perfunctory this week placed on the protected list. Nobody can pluck them off. Kenjin Barber, Ross Cockrell, who's a, a, a cornerback, Cyril Grayson is back on that list, and I think he's been on this list just about every week. And then kicker Greg Joseph, who also has been on this list uh, mm-hmm. just about every single week as well, too. Um so it's a little. Uh, it's interesting yeah. that they uh, they keep protecting Cocker. Is it Cockrell? Cockrell. Cockrell. I think this is Cockrell. his first week being protected. But they keep protecting Greg Joseph and Cyril Grayson, though. Okay. And I could be wrong. But Let me go look. Go ahead. No, it, it doesn't really matter. Like remember how excited we were. We're like, oh, protection. There's something else to talk about. That happens. We're like, yeah, who cares? Yeah, no, really. um, right. But, but you know, Cockrell, who's a cornerback, came from the Panthers, who has one of the worst secondaries in the league. So you're like, uh-huh. well, how good can this guy be? Well, he's getting protected. So either mm-hmm. around the NFL, cornerback play is very thin, mm-hmm. or, like, they don't trust Ryan Smith, which we saw because when the cornerback went down, they gave it to, they gave right. it to uh, I'm calling him A-dubs. Mm-hmm. A-dubs. Anton Whitfield Jr. A-dubs. I'm just going with A-W-J. I, I, AWJ. Yeah. I, I, I thought about talk. I thought about calling him Sarsaparilla mm-hmm. <laughs> because AW root beer and the root in root beer is Sarsaparilla. Wow. So That's a deep thought, cut. Red's going for it the is deep. a deep cut. <laughs> but then his initials are AW and W equals wins. And the kids today call wins dubs. So I'm calling him A dubs. Wow. That, that, that was, you, you know, the movie, uh, what is it? Ocean's 11 was like, we're in Bonnie. I'm like, what? <laughs> And like he gets hauled away to mean it's we're in trouble. It's Bonnie Rubble. Trouble. Anyway, that's that's that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey. That's uh, how you felt that that explanation Exactly. Went. Exactly. Um, you, you mentioned them being comfortable, though, speaking of, of A-dubs, bringing him mm-hmm. down into the nickel. Or maybe Corey did. One of you guys, too, did. We'll go ahead and jump this a little bit. Uh, Sean Murphy Bunting has been injured this week with a groin injury now he was full participation by friday but there was a note from ba in one of his press conferences where he said even then if he can't go they feel really comfortable bringing a you know antoine winfield down into the nickel like there is no talk of bringing ryan smith in for this team like none <laughs> at all it's, he'll stay on special teams and that's i'm okay it. with that i think everybody's okay with that yeah. yeah, and I know, like, again, we'll reference Brent being on the road. Uh, so much for Brenting's playing. B.A. said in the presser, 100%. He's going. Yeah. He's healthy. Right. Ready to rock and roll. He'll be there. Right. Yeah, and I just for the I think the quote I was just pulling was from earlier in the week when he was just listed yeah. on, the, on the report and they were talking about it. So, But that's that's all the, uh, the roster moves and everything that they have. Uh, they do use all four of those protected spots this week as opposed to last week where they just only used for, three for whatever reason. Um, so let's move on. We had a couple of headlines this week, uh, that are kind of fun to talk about. Um, this one more perfunctory, I guess, than anything else. The Buccaneers. Well, okay. You use that. What does that mean? What? You said perfunctory? It twice. Perfunctory is, yeah. uh, we, we say it because we have like, we're, 
I don't know. Google it. I used it correctly. Though. <laughs> it's it's. How do you describe a word without using the word? Um, you you say you it know, as a matter. Confunty. Yeah, you say it as a matter of. Uh, Here you go, Brent. I, I looked it up. Okay. Uh, here we go. An adjective of yes. an action or gesture carried out with a minimum of effort or reflection. Oh, so like God bless you. Yes. Or yes. How are you? Uh huh. Yes, and it and it also usually bears the idea of you do it just because you're supposed to do it, right? So, mm. in terms of this, th basically in this show, it means not a lot to talk about. I'm just mentioning it just for the sake of mentioning it because it's something that, that happens out there. That being said, the Buccaneers are currently in sole possession of the NFC South as it sits right now. Granted, we're only three weeks down. We're moving into week four right now, but they are in possession of this with the, the Saints losing it. Last week, the Falcons completely tanking in the, <laughs> the end of last week's yeah. game, and the Panthers are just being the Panthers. Um, yeah, Buccaneers are, are in control of the NFC South, so I think this is the spot no where we can say fifteen and one. There yep. we go. I like it. Super Bowl bound. I like it. I dig it. I have them. I, I don't think we ever talked about our predictions. We did it once as a joke, right? Like Brent, how many games do <laughs> the Bucks going to win? All of them. All like, of them. All right. of them. Like right. that was one of my favorite schedule. episodes, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it was like it's like to schedule that. Let's go through it. Like I don't even know who these guys drafted. Like, I, <laughs> right. Let's break down the schedule. Right. What do you think the record is going to be? Right. Um, but you have now, no I'm idea what they're going to do. You... I'm going. I'm going twelve and four, six and two in the first half, six and two in the second half. And that's losing the Packers game and then the second half losing the Chiefs and, and the Saints game, which I don't think we are anymore. Uh-huh. So now like I could push thirteen and three. Thirteen and three. Wow. But I'm not. Because you're gonna yeah. lose a game you're not supposed to. Uh-huh. And you know, but when you do that, you usually win a game you're not supposed to, but the only two games left that we should not win or mm -hmm. like won't be favored in or you know, maybe stumble is the Packers and the and the Chiefs, and then we'll see how the Saints are playing by the time they get here. I don't know. I've seen a few people pick the Chargers for this week, and I, for the life oh, of me, can't understand. In fact, I even tweeted at Peter Report when John Ledyard picked the Chargers to win this week. I said he is suspended from their podcast for the rest of the year. I'm saying it. I, you know, I'm I'm waiting for it to drop. Like, I, it's the it's the Bucks fan and all of us where we're just mm -hmm. waiting for that 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 game that we're supposed to just blow them out and yeah. then we just let them stay in it and then blow it in the fourth quarter by missing a field goal or something stupid. Mm -hmm. So I I almost I'm looking at the schedule right now. It's like I actually don't expect that for this game. I kind of expect it for the Raiders because it's John Gruden and that just right. feels like a Bucks thing to do. Yeah, I could see it. But we're gonna we're gonna talk about the game later when we get the things we're watching. But uh I'm saying is C C P. And I'll tell you what that means later. CCP. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I have That's, no idea what that means. We'll find out later Corey in the show. Pasta, I believe. Google it. Corey's <laughs> Closet Planogram. Performance. There you uh, go. Podcast. That was, that was right there. There you go. That's it. <laughs> Corey's Closet Podcast. Corey's got a new show go. coming out, ladies and gentlemen. You guys make sure you go check it out. All right. In um, the closet with Corey. <laughs> right, right. All right. Well, moving on. Uh, Leonard Fournette is going to be out this week. There's a little bit jumping the gun on the injury report, but Leonard Fournette is out this week, which means Keyshawn Vaughn. And according to BA, he's going to see some snaps and he's going to see some action this week. So exciting. NFL debut for for Keyshawn Vaughn. Ren, you're very excited. I am. I want. I want to see what he can do. I mean, they picked him in front of 
uh, Johnson. You know, we needed a wide receiver. Uh, we all like, if everyone remembers, there was like four running backs that the Bucks wanted. They had a chance at Dobbins, but they went with Winfield, and we're I'm thank you. Uh, and <laughs> no arguments. It just you did. <laughs> at the time, I didn't like it at all. Uh, but I was there. Know, I saw it. <laughs> I saw it live. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, so now this is the guy that that they you know targeted and went after, like a third round guy from Vanderbilt, a running back. Like that's you know that's that's a that's something that doesn't happen a lot. So, um, yeah, I want to see him block. I want to see him catch. I want to see him run the ball. I, I want to see him. I don't even know what number he is. I want to <laughs> see him in his uniform. Like last week we got to find out what Johnson, you know, uh, mm-hmm. looked like in his uniform. Looked pretty good. I want to see what uh, Keyshawn Vaughn looks like in his uniform. I, I'll tell you something that I'm interested to see what happens is how – well, I'm going to save this. Actually, I'm going to save this for later. I'm going to save it for later. Keyshawn Vaughn's coming in. We should get our first looks at Keyshawn Vaughn uh, this this coming game. Uh, with that, hey, how about some fun news before we get into some kind of sad news, I guess. Buccaneers had a slew of honors get tossed their way this week. Shaq Barrett will start there, named Defensive Player of the Week for his two-sack performance in Denver uh, going back in knocking the tar out of his old team there. Uh, but Shaq Barrett, yay for him. By the way, three-time PewterCast Award winner in year one. That's a bigger accolade. I agree. Correct. Ren? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he oh. did what he was supposed to do, man. You know, yeah. Denver's offensive line was all beat up. Their tackles weren't good to begin with. Um mm-hmm. And he came home and, you know, it was nice that sort of like, you know, the cherry on the Sunday was the second sack came as a safety. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, yeah, it was, I, uh, good. I, yeah, he did. I mean, he did what was, I expected at least two sacks from him in this game. And mm-hmm. I honestly was a little disappointed. It wasn't more, but you know, <laughs> like here we are. I had some people saying four. They're like, he's going to get four sacks. Get 10 sacks in a year. Yeah. Um, but Yeah. I, I, well deserved for him, and I'm glad he did it against his old team. I think that probably had a little bit to do with it. Yeah, yeah. People were watching for sure, for sure. Uh, in addition to that, his teammate A Dubs, as Ren has so cleverly nicknamed him, AWJ, was named Defensive Rookie of the Month. He was well deserved. Should be. <laughs> I mean, is there like? Yeah, he he's def- the rookie defensive player for the year right now. Um the way he's playing, right? Corey. How well how exciting is this by the way? And I know we got another award to get to, but uh-huh. spoiler alert, it's defensive. So like how exciting is this considering our defensive woes over the last, I don't know, 12 years uh that we're having these players get recognized? And do you think a lot of it has to do now, like if Jameis Winston was still our quarterback, sorry for invoking his name, uh, would would these awards still come or do you feel like they would still get buried? I'm not even going to entertain that question. Yeah. (laughs) Great. I will. Uh, (laughs) Okay. No, I, no, I think they do. I really do. I think they will. Um, Because, we but saw you're losing last... the games, but 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 you got to think about it. We're losing the games. You're thinking it's the same outcome. No, you add well, like, but you add like last three interceptions, two of them pick sixes, a missed field goal to lose a game somewhere mm-hmm. you should have won. Like you, like 
teams that are one and two don't get these awards. Except for, you remember, uh, what's his face? Devin White got, was it Defensive Rookie of the Month or Defensive Player of the Month? Back-to-back months at the end of the season last year when the defense was really turning on, but the Buccaneers were still losing. So the Buccaneers went over 500 the, the last two months of the year. Is that how it worked out last year? I honestly don't remember how, how the, those worked out. But okay. The win streak was the win streak. When we started to play the games, we thought we should win. That's when the yeah. deep, they jettisoned Hargrave like week nine, week right. 10. Oh, and yeah. that was, yeah, you're right. You're right. And yeah. they started winning games. Yeah. And then, of course, you so know, you James go. said, well, I yeah. can't, you can't win the last two of the year. Right. I, but it's not, that's not how we do things around here. <laughs> right. Uh, here's the thing. I think that they, I, Ren's got a point. I would say yes, they probably do because the defense is still showing out doing what they have to do, assuming that they do. I mean, I mean here's the thing, though, Corey. It, it's a hard question to ask because you get the Brady effect, right? Like, th- it changes everything. You know, so so bringing in that one change really makes it hard. But if you assume everything's the same, in my mind, yeah, they should be still getting these awards. But I, again, I, think, I think Ren makes a really good point there as well. Um, yeah, that, well, and it brings it into, you know, the next one you're about to mention, right. too, who never gets his accolades until this year. So. Right. And Corey, I mean, I, you know, I love having you on podcast because that's actually where I was going to go after I wrapped up this one was look at all these defensive guys getting it. Uh, but Levante <laughs> David has come in with the defensive player of the month uh, all the way around. So kudos to Levante. Well deserved. Long time coming for sure. It's his first one ever. Is it really? That's crazy. That's nuts. Yeah, Carmen Vitale tweeted that uh, a couple days ago. Carmen Vitale is working to get him in, you know, all the accolades that he so justly deserves. Right. Well, and that's the kind of the the impetus as to why I asked that question earlier is because it's like there's somebody who has been, I mean, criminally underrated. uh, And we all know this. Everyone listening to this podcast knows that. And Mm -hmm. uh, the whole expectation with the Brady effect is that he is going to be the the biggest – the 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 person that reaps the benefits the most from Brady being here in the national spotlight because people finally see yeah how good he is and we're all going to be so sitting far, here going he's been true. doing that the whole time folks he's been doing yeah. it the whole time I mean like you put his numbers up against Luke Keekley right Levante beats him out in eight out of the ten categories when you put the numbers next to him but the one where they missed back to I guess Ren's point from earlier is the win loss column. And you look at what the Panthers have done over Kukli's career or Keekley's career versus what the Buccaneers have done over David's career. And, you know, it stands out. It begins to stand out. So uh, congratulations, though, to those three guys, Shaq Barrett, AWJ, and Levante David. Uh, good job, gentlemen. I'm sure I as you I'm guys are all – W. W, dubs. Uh, as I know that all three of them listen uh, religiously to every episode mm-hmm. that the Pewtercast puts out from Gene Deckerhoff – to Rendax at the very end to go Bucks. All right. Uh, final bit of headline coming out this week that we'll talk about this week. Um, this is not so much Buccaneers as much as it is the entire league, but it does affect the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As I'm sure everybody listening now knows, uh, the Tennessee Titans have had COVID running rampant through their team. And it seems like every day they're coming out with at least the last three days in a row, there's been up oh, another person tested positive, another couple of people tested positive, another couple of people tested positive. It has resulted in the NFL postponing their game against the Steelers till mm-hmm. later in the season. Fine. I don't give two flying rips about when those guys actually play that game. 
But what it has what has resulted in is the NFL and the NFLPA have gone back and revamped their agreement regarding testing practices around the league. And um, I can pull that up here. Um, basically, what it goes to is is they're moving to like mandatory testing of everybody. I think like every single day, if I read it correctly. And then basically, if anybody on the team does anything that is like potentially detrimental to COVID or potentially brings it in like huge fines, huge, huge fines. And Ren, I think you pointed out earlier, like nobody can leave the city or the state during their bye week like the city, the city, you can't leave. You yeah, gotta like, stop. You can't and leave there. your city. Yeah. I mean, you know, the NFL, you know, tried to, tr and who really knows what fault it is, but what they did is mm -hmm. they tested heavy at the beginning, make sure they got everybody in the building nice and clear. Okay. Then they scaled back the testing. Uh, you know, maybe it's cost effective. Maybe it's like, okay, well now that we know that we're in the clear, we can just, we feel like this level of testing will keep it out of, you know, most facilities or all the facilities. I'm sure they thought. And then somebody somewhere, did something now no one's pointing fingers you hear a lot of people say well you know players got kids and kid goes to school and mm -hmm. they get it and they don't and the kids don't show symptoms and then they give it to the player and the player doesn't show symptoms and they walk in there and well okay if you knew that was the case and you never should have stopped testing uh every day so they've ramped that back up and now the nfl is trying to show the players and the organization and the staff that and mostly I think it's a lot to the staff because if you, you've seen like in baseball, like it wasn't the players, it was the staff that was heavily infected that got the, then, then it spread to the players. And even in Tennessee, it was like two players and like five staff members, you know, organizational people. And that, you know, and it's not like the defensive coordinator, you know, it could be like the videographer or the person who runs the Instagram account or, you know, or the guy that runs around with, with the water bottles at practice. Like, they're trying to show these people like this is not going to stop. We're going to have an NFL season. And if you can't be responsible enough to do what we tell you to do, we're going to, we're going to hammer you yeah. because if you're the reason that we don't have a Super Bowl in January and lose out on millions and millions and millions and millions and millions, probably a billion dollars, like you're gonna you're gonna know we're upset with you. Uh, it'd be well well over a billion, because what what was it ran a couple years ago? Like they just found eight billion dollars, and every team <laughs> got a check for three hundred million dollars that covered their salary cap for the year or something stupid like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, here's a, here's a three hundred fifty million dollar check that we found in, in accounting. Right. Everyone gets one. <laughs> right. What I hope is that this is not like baseball, and that it took like. Oh, like, I mean, they, they had to cancel or reschedule a whole bunch of games. Like yeah. it, mm -hmm. it spread, it spread from one team to another. Like mm -hmm. it got almost out of hand. Uh, I'm hoping that this is enough of a wake up call, mm -hmm. uh, both for the NFL and for the players to take things seriously. Uh, like you said, who knows who actually caught it, you know, could have been staff member or whatever, but, um, it ain't no joke. Yeah. And they, rescheduled this game but what happens if come that game time they somebody tests positive again you know um they can only do that so much right so that could i'm really not screw things up i'm not worried about it they'll figure it out like i yeah. I, I i'm i'm really not like 
they'll, you know, if it's like you have to, I, I saw someone, uh, I think it was Schefter talking about how, uh, they might revisit or even go forward with the having a hundred free agents in a hard bubble like they did with hockey and like they did with basketball. Hmm. And if it gets, you know, gets out of hand, well, this is what, you know, it's not my, like, you didn't follow <laughs> the rules. We're getting a replacement like, you season. You, you didn't get enough. Like this is, this is the group of people that have already been COVID tested. Don't have to wait the three, four days. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, we need a replacement. You sign him Monday. He can't hit the practice field till Friday. Cause you got to take a test, wait 48, right. wait 24 hours, take another, wait 48 hours, take a test, wait another 24 hours, take another test. And if those are all three negatives, then you can go. So they're going to have guys, you know, maybe in a hard bubble that they can bring in, you know, at the drop of a hat. But also what helps with football, uh, it's different from baseball as far as canceling games is baseball plays like they usually play five days a week. Yeah. This year they, pl- they played six days a week because right. it was, I mean, the, yeah, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the entire baseball season happened while they were in Edmonton. Or, well, actually, they were in both places. But So while they were mm-hmm. in their bubble during the hockey playoffs, the entire baseball season happened. So, you know, that's how, you know, they got 60 games in, 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 that, in that stretch. So mm-hmm. um, that's, that's one thing that's least, you know, is helping football is that you only got to play once a week. Yeah, and hopefully this really – well, let me ask you guys this. If push came to shove, does the NFL cancel the season or does it really become a season of, of replacements? And, that, like, do they I, just keep moving? And, we're, I mean, we're talking about people playing and suiting up for these teams that we have never heard of before in our lives. I think they would do that before canceling for sure. Yeah. That, like, I, I, I think – yeah, it, a lot would have to happen for them to cancel. I mean, yeah. people were talking about how MLB was going to cancel with all the positive mm-hmm. tests they had from two different teams at least. Uh, but they kept they going. Didn't. Yeah. And they came out on the other side of it. So I think it's even more reason for the NFL to just keep going, if even if it spreads a whole bunch. And both those baseball teams are in the baseball playoffs, by the way. That is correct. Are they really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think they'll cancel, but if you make it like push comes to shove, like there's this mass, you know, like 15 people and, you know, nine of them are starters on every single team. Get it. The NFL will just go hard bubble. They'll just go to like go to Orlando and they've got plenty of hotel rooms and they've got plenty of fields Uh and, you know, like a wide world sports at Disney and just hard bubble and finish up the season and just put everything on TV and, Hopefully, you know, all they have to do is drive an hour and a half up the road and play like, you know, the Super Bowl in Tampa. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it would, it would have, they would just pause the season for like three weeks and hard bubble up mm-hmm. and then uh, start again. If it came to that bad where it was like, mm-hmm. look, man, like, like, like there's, n- there's two people on defense that were even on the roster <laughs> right. when the season started, right. you know? Right. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't know because uh, the the way the injury thing is happening this whole year, it seems like they might have to go not necessarily for COVID, but just for all the other injury stuff. Has anybody looked? Has anybody looked that up? Because I feel like I have that conversation every single year. The what? That this is like this is the most injuries I can remember seeing. I feel like every single football season when it starts, it's one. This is the worst officiating I've ever seen, but thank God you know, <laughs> yeah. the officials have been told like, unless it like, 
And this is the way I always thought it should be. Unless it's egregious or directly affects the play, yeah. don't call it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the, that Raider game we like to complain about where it was like fourth down and they need to score a touchdown. And they call, you know, a defensive holding where the receiver like ran into our Buccaneer guy. Was mm-hmm. it Ryan Smith? It was Ryan Smith. Jude ran in. Jude, that's Raider who game. it was. Yes, yeah. Jab. It was Jab. And he ran into Jab and, and Jab basically grabbed him from not falling over. And they and they get a new fresh set of downs, and it's like David Carr never. Now, if he looked over there and was trying to go at the guy, call it. But he never even looked at that side of the field. Right. Never looked. Threw an incomplete pass. Game over. Like that's the way officiating should be. So, anyway, back to my point. Has anybody looked up? There's more injuries, or is it just because this is what we say every year? I know. Okay, I'm I'm no statistician or scientist or whatever. Whoever puts these numbers together. Um, but just based on my 18 years of experience playing fantasy football, I've never had this many people on my team fall apart, uh, which is anecdotal, but it certainly seems like it's way more. I don't remember having those conversations in recent years of like, oh, there's a lot of injuries. Well, Corey, you've um, been out for a while, buddy. You retired. If you'd been in, you'd be, if, if you'd been in, you would have been having these conversations. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I mean, Ren, I get your point, but I, like, no, we haven't looked it up. Okay. I'm not going to, but. Oh, I'm not either. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not going to. But by this time, if it's such a pandemic of injuries, thank yeah. you, my new favorite word, like, like someone would have gone, shouldn't you think somebody, you know, mm. somewhere, at least some team would have actually gone, or ESPN, or Fox, or, or Greg, or like uh-huh. somebody would Greg have gone would do that. and, and Greg looked Allman at the percentage know, of yeah. players. Yeah, Greg Allman would know for sure. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, speaking of so, injury, yeah, go ahead, Corey. Well, just real quick, if Jude J Barima is jabbed, does that mean Antoine Winfield Jr. is Odge? No, he's he's a dub. Same thing. I kind of like Odge. Yeah, well, you're weird. <laughs> we'll keep going. Okay, Anty, that's his name. We'll figure it out. No, Ants is Ants is Anthony Oclair. Ants is Anthony Oclair. That's what he's Luz called. Cannons there. call him Ant Man. Ant Man, mm, that's pretty good. That's solid. Uh, I think it's a little too degree. All right, all right. We got to oh, okay. we got to pull this back in, guys. Uh, <laughs> speaking of injuries, let's go ahead and take a look at the injury report for this week. Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Los Angeles Chargers. That is still weird for me to say. Should be San Diego Chargers. Let's look at the Chargers real quick. The Chargers, like the Broncos, have a lot of guys on IR that are already out for the season. Uh, a couple of guys that come to mind, Derwin James, Melvin Ingram. I think Chris Harris, I think, was another guy who I think is a starting cornerback for them. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yep. Those guys are done. They're not even on this injury report. But on this injury report, out for the game, Brian Balaga, Tyrod Taylor, Trey Turner, and Mike Williams are all out. Now, Brian Balaga and Trey and Turner. Keenan Allen's out too, right? He's on the IR? No, he's he's in there. He's in there? Okay. He's in there, yeah. Yeah, I think um, he he, he might have started or something, but I, I think he's healthy. Yeah, he's he's not on the injury report at all. Not this week. Um, but the Brian Balaga and Trey Turner are both starting offensive linemen for the Chargers. Um, so that's big. Tyrod Taylor, obviously, he is out. Who is the Who's the quarterback they have now? Is it Hebert? Justin Herbert. Herbert? Yeah. Her- Herbert. Yeah. Um, so so he'll be out. And then Mike Williams is out as well. Listed as questionable, which means they probably will play as Rayshon Jenkins, Storm Norton, Tyree St. Louis, Nick Vigil, 
no names that I personally recognize there um, of any consequence. Joey Bosa is on the 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 injury report, but he was full participation by Friday, so we'll see him go. Is he lining up against Werfs, or is he uh, uh, Donovan Smith? He's Donovan Smith. He's Donovan Smith. Should be a big Hooray. game. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> Let me ask you this. If you're a defensive lineman these days, who do you want to line up against versus the Buccaneers? Donovan Smith or Tristan Wirfs? Donovan Smith. <laughs> yeah. Watching the tape. Uh, so that is the Chargers injury report. Let's move over to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We already mentioned earlier today that Leonard Fournette is out. Joining him out is Chris Godwin, who re-aggravated a hamstring injury. Uh, so he is gone. Re-aggravated during the game, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. Also, Scotty Miller is out or not. I'm sorry. Scotty Miller is questionable, but he is uh, uh, he is on the injury report with a hip groin injury. Mm -hmm. He was full participation, but he sat out both Wednesday and Thursday. He's probably going to play most likely going to play. But with him being a little bit banged up with Chris Godwin being out, given what we saw from Tyler Johnson last week, you guys think we're going to see a little bit more Tyler Johnson this week? I personally hope so. I, I've had a, a crush on Tyler Johnson since I saw him uh, play at Ray J in their bowl game where he dominated for Minnesota. Uh, I want to see what he's got. He didn't – I think he dropped – did he drop a pass on Sunday? I felt like his, he was throwing his only His only target. Yeah. Uh, I, I love Tyler Johnson, at least as a prospect. So I hope I, I hope he gets some, some more looks. Uh, I just hope Brady doesn't put him in the doghouse and stop throwing to him if he drops it. I don't think so, uh, and more because he doesn't really have any. Like he can't just like bench him, you know. He, yeah. it's, it's like it's you know he doesn't have Mike and Chris and 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 with maybe Tyler Johnson's on there, and then you have like a tight end or running back. So mm. you're my fifth option. Uh, <laughs> but he was in for a, a good amount of plays. I think it was in the low twenties mm -hmm. or high teens. He played uh, like he played like almost as many as Scotty Miller. Uh, mm -hmm. so we you know it, that was good. Uh, he said that he plays, he, they, I've been, I play three positions and I'm wondering what those are. Is that like X, Y, and Z? And if that's it, then you don't, you play one, you play, <laughs> you play wide receiver. Uh, <laughs> hey, now if you ask John Gruden. Yeah, I understand. Like some receivers are better X or only X and some receivers are better X or Y's and only Y's, but I mean, like Mike Evans, yes, he's a better, you know, I don't even know which one's which. You say he's a better Z, an outside guy, but it doesn't mean he can't play slot. He's a wide receiver. And if you're a wide receiver, you, all you gotta, it's just a spot where you line up and a route you run. Like, does it really matter, like, where you start from? Right, right. So if, if that's what he's talking about, who cares? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I'm excited to see him. Uh, I was shocked that he dropped that ball. Uh, but maybe, you know, Kareem Hunt never fumbled in college. His first NFL, you know, run, he fumbled, and I don't think yep. he's fumbled since. Uh, so, you know, there's, you know, Tyler can look, look at that if, if he wants to. But, yeah, I, I'm excited to see Keyshawn Vaughn. I'm excited to see Tyler Johnson to see what these guys can do um, on Sunday. I feel like Justin Watson, um, at least he, he seemed to have a good rapport with Brady when he was in there. He's seen some yeah. looks. Uh, so mm -hmm. I wonder how much action he's going to get if Scotty is indeed ailing. I mean, he, he'll probably play, but how much will he play? Yeah. I mean, Jay Watts, go ahead. Jay Watts, wide receiver, too. 
Oh yeah, with Godwin out. Yeah, I th- I think Jay Watts, him and yeah. him and Scotty will sort of get the same amount of of plays, and I think Justin Watson will be Chris Godwin. He's going to play the slot, mm-hmm. and I think Justin Watson's having a great year. Like he's made some really good catches. The one yeah. catch where he got where you know it was quote unquote considered a drop. Uh, it was a good play by the defender, and he went to he almost re-corralled it, and that's how he ended up hurting his arm because he was sort of reaching for it while he was diving and fell on himself. Right. And, and you know, and, and all his weight came down sort of on the underside of the shoulder, if that makes any sense, which it doesn't. But if you see the replay, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I, th- I think I think it's 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 going to be you know everybody on deck. And when we start talking about the Chargers, you know, you'll uh, it'll be more clear for you what I mean by that. Yeah, and so let me ask you guys this: with um, Justin Watson being in there, Scotty Miller being in there, Chris Godwin out, I think the easy thing to say or the easy idea is that Mike Evans is going to be the guy who winds up getting doubled the most. Mm-hmm. So do we expect that to open up, you know, maybe some stuff over here for a guy like Justin Watson, who really hasn't been in the spotlight over the course of his time in the NFL just yet, because he's usually been like wide receiver five <laughs> so far. I wonder if it actually more, I, I, I wonder with Godwin out, if and with Fournette out, honestly, um, less so Fournette. I'm just kind of thinking out loud here. But I, I wonder if the tight ends are going to get a, a big increase. I mean, mm-hmm. al- already uh, Brady's been looking at OJ, and as of last Sunday, he's looking at Gronk. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if uh, with um, Mike getting doubled, that that would more benefit Gronk and OJ than anybody. Yeah, you know, there were a couple of things here. One. Denver started out with double, double, double Mike, double Chris, make someone else beat you. So that's what they did. They went underneath mm-hmm. a lot to Gronk. They went underneath uh, to Shady a couple of times, uh, you know, one underneath, underneath the OJ. Um, the one where Justin Watson got hurt, that was an underneath crossing pass pattern. So that's, you know, that's what they did. Like, okay, you're in double outsides, we're going to throw underneath in the middle. Um, so that could happen again. Uh, the second thing is that, now we're through three games and Mike's had one Mike game. You know, he had, okay, he was injured in the, in the New Orleans game. I really don't buy that. I really don't buy that. He's only like 70% now. I know BA just came out and said he's not fully healthy. I don't buy that either, but I don't know. It, it could be right. Uh, the Chargers are not going to double Mike Evans as man-man-man defense. They play tons of deep zone. Yeah, the Chargers are like you, you're not going to throw it over our head. So, you know, if who's going to have the worst game as a wide receiver, Scotty Miller, because mm. he's they're not going to let him get behind him. Like they're just not going to let him do it. So Mike's going to be able to find a lot of those holes in the zone, like he did with Jameis. Those 17 yard ends, those you know, the middle of the field. Also, the tight ends could could ha- could play a huge huge part of it. And BA said they got to do better moving them around. So Mike's going to play slot this game. You're going to see him in there, and you know, and so however San Diego re- reacts to that, we'll see. And I think any time that Mike, like Brady, recognizes Mike Evans is one on one, he's going to look to him first. Mm. Well, hey, remember, there's also that narrative of uh, the kind of rivalry between Keenan Allen and uh, Godwin and Evans, um, based on their little Twitter spat right. earlier this year. So Mike's right. got something to prove. We'll care less. 
<laughs> well, yeah, we we'll, love that rent. We'll, we'll definitely yeah. see. Well, guys, this is a spot we've kind of already started touching on it. So let's go ahead and just dive into it. Corey, I'll throw it to you first. What are the things you're looking forward to seeing in this week's game against the Charger? Looking forward to seeing. Um, I think it's put up or shut up time for Rojo. I feel like he's been, Ooh. I mean, he's been fine. He's been fine. But uh, it just seems like. It seemed like for a second there, you know, Fournette's going to take over, uh, but then so, you know, so Brent, yeah. Well, and then you know, BA doubled down. He's like, no, it's the Rojo's job as a starter, and oh, we like to have a closer. Well, Fournette's out, and so it's just Shady and Rojo and Keyshawn. Um, it seems like this is Rojo's time to shine, if ever there was, uh, especially with a, a hurt defensive line uh, with the Chargers. I think. He's going to break out that big run, show that speed that we know he has, that he hasn't exactly shown on an NFL field. Um, I'm looking to see if he steps up. Yeah, uh, CCP, I'll I'll break it out. Um, Cut, copy, paste, man. This is the Broncos game all over again. Mm. It's the exact same thing. Brian Beloga protected Aaron Rodgers for years. Uh, the charge went and got him. He got hurt, tried to go last week, got pulled. They're all, not all pro, their Pro Bowl guard is out. Their Pro Bowl center is out for the season. Uh, so you're looking at, you imagine the Buccaneers offensive line and take three guys off it. And two, one of them has got to be Marpet, and the other one's got to be whoever you think the next best player is. Actually, it's, the, it's their top three players. Mm-hmm. And then try to stop uh, the Buccaneers front seven with that. <laughs> Um, they've got one of their receivers down. They got a quarterback. I don't like people like, Oh, like people did not watch that, that chargers game last week. You know, they're like, Oh wow. They, um, they, they took, you know, Kansas city to overtime and, you know, he threw for 300 yards against the Panthers. He threw a pick. He like, he, he threw like a late pick in the, in the first half that went to a, a Panthers field goal. I heard today on a podcast that, uh, the Panthers were in the red zone for the first drive, first five drives, zero touchdowns. Yeah. You know, mm. they haven't scored over 20 points yet. Mm. Like they're averaging like, like like 16, 17 points a game. The Bucks are averaging like 30. Plus we go to their defense. They have their own JPP and, and Shaq. Mm-hmm. Pick one, whatever, whichever one's Boso, whichever one's, uh, oh, I'm going to get this wrong, Ingram. Ingram's out. Ingram's He's on the out. For Ingram's weeks. out, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you got it. So what? So those guys away. So and then you talk. Derwin James gone for the year. Chris Harris Jr. gone for at least three weeks. Those are their best two defensive backs. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna go. Okay, and we lose Chris Godwin. But like, it's going to be the exact same thing. It's going to be a slaughter. Yeah. Now, the only reason it won't be possibly well, there's two. No, the only reason is it's there's like a ninety percent chance of rain. But what kind of rain are we getting? Mm-hmm. Are we getting like it's going to downpour for 15 minutes, Florida rain, and then the sun comes out and it's great? Or is it going to be one of those like drizzly things all day? And how is that? Like, I don't know enough about Tom Brady to actually know that it, it's going to affect the way he throws. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been playing in New England in the snow and the crappy weather forever and Gillette Stadium's out, outside. And, you know, they've been hosting playoffs games up there for 20 years now. So I don't think so, but I just haven't seen it from my own eyes. Um, the Bucks are going to kill him. 
Like Vita Vea is going to eat again. Like <laughs> Dominican <laughs> Sue's going to have a great game. You know, Shaq again is going to have a great game. JPP is going to get his one sack a game like he always does. The linebackers are going to feast. Like, yes, Eckler's a nice back, but so was McCaffrey. And so yeah. was down the line all the way to the beginning Kamara, of last year. And, yeah, everybody. Like, mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah. Like, it's time this defense is going to kill this guy. He mm-hmm. made he made, he makes a great throw, then he makes, like, these throws where it's like, Jesus, like, what are you even thinking? Mm-hmm. He's If they don't roll him out and try to get him out of the pocket <laughs> with RPOs or naked bootlegs, it's going to be what we saw in Denver but worse. It's yeah. this, this, just like last week, don't turn the ball over, we win. Same thing. I mean, I, I would say this game would be 42 to 10, but the rain kind of, like, I don't know how much rain there's going to be. Fine. Like, this is going to, to be 10. an ass pounding. Well, you forgot another factor there, Ren, that could change things. What's that? Is we're facing a rookie quarterback. I, hush. I think I said hush. That. Oh, did you? Hush. Yeah. No, I think he's talking about the rookie quarterback curse, right? Yes. I know what he's talking about, yeah. but it didn't happen last week. Um, I, I, just to kind of, yes, and your point. Like, you can't, like, I know some people are looking at, oh, look at the Chiefs game. He's a good Chiefs overtime. But that was on a day when no one knew who the start, like, that he was going to start for quarterback. The team no had idea what they were all do. week for Tyrod Taylor. Then suddenly his trainer punctures his lung. Like, mm-hmm. no one yeah. could have anticipated. So they had no film on this guy. They had no idea how this offense would look. And, of course, it, he's not the same quarterback as Tyrod Taylor, so they, they didn't run the same offense. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's probably a similar and, offense. but And and they lost. Yeah, yeah. and they still lost. Um, but, so, yeah, I, I think we have, uh, you know, two weeks of tape on this guy, and uh, the Panthers are not a good team. Um, no, their they're secondary is <laughs> awful. Yeah. People, yeah. People are like, hell, he threw for 300 yards. So? Mm-hmm. Like so, what? Like they were down. They were down the whole game, the whole entire game. I don't know how many times he threw, but they're down the whole entire game. There's two things they're going to try to do. They're going to. This is what I would do if I was Todd Bowles, and I'm not trying to tell Todd Bowles what to do because Todd Bowles knows what the hell he's doing, obviously. But the only big plays that, besides maybe a pass here or there, you know, down the seam or on the sidelines, the only way they're going to move the ball consistently was the RPO. Now, with an RPO, you leave the defensive end uncovered. Like, you do not block him. The tackle crashes down, and they're set. They're getting they're, – they're blocking more guys on the inside, and the quarterback has to take care of the defensive end. If the defensive end goes to the running back, he pulls the ball and goes where the defensive end is supposed to be. Okay? Or the naked bootleg I talked about. If you remember two weeks ago – in the Cleveland game when it was Burrow versus Mayfield, they kept doing this naked bootleg with, with Baker and getting him open and getting him in space. Herbert can run. He's a big boy. He's an athletic guy. Like, he can make plays with his feet, and that's about the only chance they get. So when they run the naked bootleg, the defensive end is not covered. He is not blocked because all the linemen are blocking that way. So defensive ends for the Buccaneers or edge rusher, I don't call them, if you're not blocked, go get Herbert. Because if you follow the run, he's going to bootleg around you and get it into space and make some plays. If he's RPO, if you run at him, he's going to give the ball to Eckler, and I trust the other 10 guys are going to be able to tackle him 
especially with the offensive line in front of him. This is going to be a massacre, a massacre. I like it. I like hearing that. I'm excited to see what actually winds up happening. Corey, I'm with you, though, when you talk about Rojo. And mm. I, you know, this may shock Ren, but uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see what comes out of Rojo. I do want to see what happens with Keyshawn Vaughn this game, but I'm, I'm excited to watch Rojo, who really is sort of stepping in as the guy. He doesn't have somebody barking on his heels. He doesn't have a Leonard Fournette or a Peyton Barber that he's splitting carries with. Like he's going to be the guy. Now they'll still be LaShawn McCoy. They'll still put in Keyshawn Vaughn, but really it's going to be the Rojo show. And I, I'm excited to see if he takes advantage of this opportunity and shines, because I think we all want Rojo to work out. I think we all want Rojo to be the guy. And so I'm excited to see that. The other thing I'm watching for in this particular game and Ren, this comes off of something you were saying actually this week is I want to be watching for the fourth quarter exhaustion that you were telling us about, about how basically yeah. they just get to the fourth quarter and they, they just, uh, they've been pushing, pushing, pushing all game long, all game long, pushing, pushing, pushing. And they just get tired. They're, they're human beings. It happens. Uh, they've been going that hard. So I, I want to watch and see really if that's a, a big factor in the dip off. And then the other thing is I think Donovan Smith, and I'm going to be watching Donovan Smith until I don't have to watch Donovan Smith anymore. And yeah. I, I think it's I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I know. But I mean, he's the guy that you have to watch. He's the guy who who has been the biggest question mark. Some weeks he's fine. Some weeks he's most weeks he's not. Or sometimes he's good for the first half of the game. But then the second half of the game comes out and he's just horrible. So, you know, those I think are the things that I'm really keeping my eyes on in this particular game. Uh, Well, guys, why don't we go ahead and round the corner here? Let's uh, uh, round out our show as well with predictive MVPs. Corey, I'll throw it to you first. Who do you predict? Who do you say is the Buccaneers MVP in their game week number four versus the L.A. Chargers? Uh, man, I <clears throat> I put so many names in my brain. Uh, I've been thinking about this actually the whole episode. Um, I think Mike Evans is going to eat. I think he's going to uh, really... I think he's going to benefit a lot uh, from from being the only you know all star t- target out there as far as the wide receiver position is concerned. I think he's going to have a Mike Evans game, but it's a Mike Evans game. We expect that. Uh, you don't want to pick Tom Brady because it's boring. Um, mm-hmm. So I, uh, I I also kind of want to I want to pick Devin White, but it's also becoming boring now. So hey, <laughs> let's go with Cameron Brait. Just kidding, not Cam Break, but I will say O.J. Howard. Let's go with O.J. Howard. I think he's going to have uh, a lot of targets this game, and I think he gets two touchdowns. Let's go ahead and say it. Put it on the board. Wow. All right. That is that is a – that's why we call him predictive, I guess. <laughs> yes. Okay. YOLO, baby. Not, not wishful, predictive, Corey. Predictive. Uh, okay. Um Something about the Bosa comment with Donovan Smith. You got one guy to stop this week. It's Joey Bosa. Like, yeah. just put Gronk over there every play, and you'll be fine. Like, and just run. And, and if it's a total monsoon, or the weather uh, plays a part, or that the Bucks feel like the game's never going to be in jeopardy, like Ronald Jones is going to get a lot of chances to show to show up th- this game. 
Mm-hmm. I really think he is. Um, so uh, my predictive MVP, I'm taking Via Vea again. Like, wow. yeah. I think, and, I've, and this is why I think he wins it, because he had a very good game last week. He was a distra- – he was – who's that uh, X-Man that, you know – Yeah, that guy. Yeah. So, like, I, like I'm, you know, I think Viavea just the center's the backup center, and the guy who's going to help block Viavea, which is double teams, he just takes them really both and just pushes them back in the backfield, is also the backup guy who's also has to deal with Sue, who the guy next to him is also the backup guy who has to deal with Shaq Barrett. Like, it is going to be grotesque. Like. I fear for Herbert's health this game. I do. I do. Like, oh, well, yeah. I fear for his life. No, I don't th- I don't think he gets out of the game. Like, I think he gets hurt and, and gets knocked out of the game at some point. It's going to be a complete bloodbath. Unless Todd Bowles takes this week off and goes, we're just going to rush four and, see, and, you know, and depend on the back half of our defense. And because why? Because we're playing the Chargers, and they're not going to – like assume, all we got to do is score 21, and we win because they're not going to do it. Um, but, yeah, so sorry. My predictive is Via Vea, I think. But with his performance from last week is going to help propel sort of uh, him forward this week with, with two good games in a row, and they feel like, oh, we should give it to Via Vea. But do you think Via Vea – is going to use whatever center they have there to tackle their running back. Bam. bam <laughs> he bam, used the center bam, bam, to tackle bam, the running bam, back. Bam, bam, bam. It's just, yeah, JPP did the same thing. And man. he folded him. Yeah. He folded him backwards like a cardboard cutout. Just like, oh, that oh, it was great. That, yeah, it was great. It was yeah. great. Yeah, and he does that all the time. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, not like knocking the guy into the running back, uh-huh. but I remember last year he had the center on this half of his body, okay? Uh-huh. And then Derrick Henry came at him, and he put his arm out and grabbed him and hugged them both together <laughs> and then fell over. <laughs> Derrick Henry. Right. Right. It's uh, crazy. Like, I know I keep talking about it. It's so crazy how strong he is. Like, you just, like, it's incomprehensible. Like, yeah. at this point, I think he could stop like a train. Like he could like just pull it off the track and tip it over, like ah, like do that hump move. Like it's just okay. He can't. But I'm, trying uh, to think of I'm gonna go with my predictive MVP, perhaps as a surprise to Ren, and this may actually be more wishful thinking than it is actual what I think is gonna happen. But I'm picking Rojo. I think it's going to be a good game for Rojo, or at least I hope it's going to be a good game for Rojo. And I really think he's going to show out. I think he's going to. Uh, I think he's going to have uh, just a, a hell of a game, and mostly because I think that the Buccaneers are going to find more and more opportunities to run the ball. Be it because they're up up so much, be it because of rain, be it because of whatever reason. They're just going. I think they're just going to run, and most of those opportunities are going to go to Rojo. And if nothing else, it's going to be sheer volume. He's going to get it. Just, he's going to get good numbers just because he gets so many touches. And uh, I'm excited to see what happens. So I'm picking Rojo. You know, Brent, I uh, I considered 
uh, another, and it, you know, again, it's dark horse, wishful, whatever you say. Uh-huh. I considered Shady McCoy uh, simply Oof. because, I mean, we talk about the zone defense um, that they'll be facing. And I wonder if there's going to be a lot of dump offs, especially, you know, if mm-hmm. Scotty or Justin, whoever is out there, uh, we don't have that Chris Godwin, Mike is covered. I mean, I wonder if there's going to be a lot of tosses to the running back. Um, I think I saw a tweet from Greg Allman who pointed out, this was in 2018, but Brady threw to his running backs, Rex Burkhead and James White, for like 150 yards and two touchdowns or something like that. So hmm. I don't think that's outside the realm of possibilities. Now, those targets could go to Rojo if he's right. hot and on fire, but Shady is the quote-unquote receiving like back, back, so right? I wonder if he's going to see a lot of action. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that pick. I think Rojo's a real a real smart pick. Um, and, you know, what Corey said, I, I thought about that earlier in the week, too. Like, if you take Scotty, if he plays, or anybody else, and run him up the, you know, run him up the hash right. and pull, the pull, you know, the cornerback deep enough and then, of course, take the safety with him and then have the outside receiver do, like, a 10-yard cross – and clear it out mm-hmm. and then throw in that spot, it's going to be there all day long because, because the chargers will not get beat deep. They will not do it. Right. So they're going to give up the short pass. So whoever that ends up being could be OJ Howard, could be Gronk, could be shady. Shady's mm-hmm. probably, you know, the odds on favorite could be Keyshawn Vaughn. I think Rojo gets, gets a few of those, um, I think that was sort of a game plan going into the Saints game was to get Rojo on those swing screen passes. You know, Brady threw one at his feet once and he caught it and fell down and got up, but still made the first down, but it could have went to the house. Then they come out of the second half and he fires it over his head and they try it the very next play and Mike holds like they've got a screen package for Rojo and we could see it show up in this game. Could be, could be. Well, guys, I, I like it. I'm excited Buccaneers play on Sunday and uh, man, it's time for football. I'm excited. It's been a, it's been a long week for me. I know it's been a long week for a lot of people, but football's back. And uh, let's just say, this is just what the doctor ordered. Corey, thank you so much for joining us this week, my friend. It's always good to get to talk to you. It's always good to get you on the show. Why don't you tell the folks out there where they can get in touch with you. They can find whatever you've got going on out there and uh, they can interact with you during games. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I really just consider myself just another fan at this point. Oh, I kind of always considered myself that. Um, I am on Twitter at the Player Reaction, and honestly, that's all I do when it comes to Bucks is tweet through that handle. Uh, I keep the Player Reaction just because I'm still nostalgic to my YouTube channel. I've got a link to it in my bio if you guys want to check some of the old videos. Some of it's evergreen. I got a video up there on like you know whether Gruden won with Dungy's team, and I've got one that says, hey, should we lose for a draft pick and stuff like that. I'm pretty proud of them, so check them out. Um, but, yeah, uh, hit me up on Twitter. You don't have to slide into my DMs. Uh, that's fine. I Just just stay away from them, but you can at me if you want. Uh, and I, I, I love talking football. I also, this is just a random plug, I also have my own podcast. Uh, not many people know about it. If you are a fan of 80s and 90s pop culture, it's called the Pass Forward Podcast. I've been doing it for five years. Uh, no, you have not. I have yeah. known you for I don't know how long now, Corey, and I, I have yeah. never heard of this show before in my life. What was, I'm gonna have what to go was check your last out. episode about? Uh, so uh, we do two episodes a month, and the, the first one of each month is – 
just talking about all the retro news. So there's lots of mm-hmm. things that are always being rebooted and, you know, uh, right, rebranded, rebranded. Yeah, 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 yeah. So things coming back as TV shows and things coming back as movies and all books and all that stuff. So there's always a ton of news. So we always do one of those a month, and then we do just kind of a random wild card show talking about our memories as kids of the '90s. So uh, and slash a little bit of '80s. And so, what's uh, the name of this podcast? The Passport Podcast. It's me and two other guys that I uh, used to work with, and we've been yeah, we've been doing it for five years just for fun. Wow. Is, yeah, it there it is past as in P-A-S-T? P-A-S-T. Past forward. All right, yeah. I'll check it out. Dude, that's a that's like artwork you have there. I just subscribed. Yeah, you guys, make sure you go over there and check that out. That's uh, that's fun. Yeah, the other two guys are graphic designers, so that's why okay. the artwork is so All pretty. Right. There you go. There yeah. you go. Ren, you know yes. what to do. Tell the folks where sure. they can find you. Uh, I feel bad for saying this, but I did slide into uh, A-Dub's DMs and, and ask him, because they're open, by the way. That's the part I feel bad about saying. Anton Winfield Jr. has his DMs open on Twitter. Idiot. Uh, but I asked him, like, do you like Sarsaparilla? And I explained why. And I wow. said, do you, do you like A-Dub's? And I explained, you know, what's behind that one. Or, you know, give me, you know, something that you like or they call you whatever. You already have one. What is it? Dead silence. I haven't heard from <laughs> so, Oh, man. I I'm going to build up this big story, big story, big story. And, uh, yeah, I haven't heard anything about it. Ghosted. 20. And... One for 20. 20, J. <laughs> what? I don't even know what that means. I'm, I'm just trying to come up with something. I don't know. And okay. 20, 20, you know. No, I don't. Rubble, I we're don't, in Bonnie. You know, we're in Bonnie if we don't get out of this. Oh, okay, best place to find me. Corey, you're done. Best place to find me is on Twitter, at Rendax, R-E-N underscore D-A-X-T. I'm always down to talk Buccaneers football. But if you're uh, lost it. What do, what do I say? What if your oh if your take yes if your yeah. take uh, or you don't want to put it out there on the Twitter sphere is too hot please feel free to slide my DMs and we can talk Buccaneers football there as well too and the reason I forgot because I wanted to give a shout out to Corey um, if you're listening to this you're like well, why would I want to go watch these old videos and he said pretty p- proud of them the production of these videos is top notch like really they're is. outstanding oh, thank yeah. you and yeah and just watching them like. It's, it's just fun to watch them. Like, don't even care about the content. Just, mm-hmm. like, the production value alone, you should just go take a peek at them. And since I didn't get to say this at the beginning and it didn't come up during the pod, I definitely wanted to get it out uh, before, you know, we signed off and left. Corey, a big thank you for the 1,000 subscriptions because yes. you were the driving force to sort of get those last, you know, 30 or 40 in the bank. You unsolicited, you, you tweeted at us and said, hey, these guys are really close you know, to a thousand subscriptions and I know what it means. And if you like Buccaneers football, go subscribe. And like three hours later, we, we hit the mark. So yeah. again, thank you very much. I've got a confession to make. All of those are me. I just created fake accounts and just we'll take subscribe it. To all of care. them. Don't I care. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> don't care. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah. I, as a former YouTuber, I know exactly how important a thousand subscribe subscriptions are uh, to a lot of people. It's probably an empty number, but YouTube, uh, likes it when you hit a thousand because that it kind of makes you legitimate in their eyes and it opens up a lot of things that you can do yeah. more with your channel. So yeah. I knew you guys deserved it. Um, and you know, there's a few other YouTubers out there that uh, cover the bucks that are also close to it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know if you guys want me to shout them out, but buck what you heard. Yeah, and no, these cannons are almost there too. Yeah. So no good friends uh, of ours. Guys, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 a big supporter of fan created content because I used to be one, and I know how much passion is is behind it, and how much you guys really really care, uh, and how much work unpaid work you put into it, and uh, I think you deserve it. So I'm happy to push your content out there. Well, thank you, Corey. We definitely, definitely appreciate that. Speaking of YouTube, you guys make sure you join us on YouTube or the pewtercast.live or Facebook or Twitter or Periscope or basically wherever you guys want to connect with us after the game live. Sunday, we will be doing our post-game show. And uh, we got a fun guest who's going to be joining again, filling in for me because I will be out for that particular show. Uh, so you guys... Make sure you stay tuned and join in there. Ren, we'll talk about how all that works. But until next time, guys, I'm at Brent <laughs> yeah, Allen Live please. across all the social medias, the PewterCast across all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those things, the PewterCast at gmail.com if you guys want to email in. Remember, we may use your comments on an upcoming episode of the PewterCast. And until next time, guys, we'll catch you later as I get rid of these curtains behind me. Go Bucks. It's going to be a bloodbath.